0: At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no
1: bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA.
2: We're back for an all-new episode of Keep It. I'm Iron Madison
3: III. I'm Lewis Fortell I'm Aida And guys, do you know what I just heard? What? I talked to a dentist. I won't say which one. Many are reputable. I don't want to dishonor the profession. Call them out. Drop the addy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm interested in. I was like, I'm interested in getting my teeth bleached. They're like, did you know that Crest White Strips, basically the same thing. Anyway, I don't. Now this is like an advertisement for Crest, but I was shaken by that. Those shouldn't be the same thing. Bleaching sounds so much more scientific, like, you know, test tubes are involved, but not the case.
2: I have always been personally confused about teeth whitening versus teeth bleaching because, like, is there a process where you can just go into the dentist and, boom, your teeth are whiter? Or are people's teeth so white because they have... Veneers, which I refuse to get. Right.
3: Veneers is a whole other universe. But why do you refuse to
2: do the veneers? Just because I think that. You notice people have veneers
3: because they look insane.
2: they look like chiklis in their when, mouth. Go. I mean, Hillary <laughs> Death. Oh, oh God. yes,
3: her heyday. Right. Maybe even Haley too. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I kind of wanted the look of um, a sleazy '70s, '80s game show host. You know what I mean? With the giant chompers mm. and like the glistening, yeah, grin. I really wanted that. So,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna stick with my Invisalign. I've had it for eight weeks. It's got a few more so
0: I'm excited to get a liner soon I feel like it's just you. Know, we're bombarded with so many options there's like Smile Direct Club and Invisalign and Candid and Bite and there's just too many options I'd rather just continue to have the snaggle tooth at this point <laughs> well you know what Aida I want a white tooth summer oh god Ira Ira don't step on the keep it let's, <laughs> let it let's just let just it live it a,
2: just give it a little preview
0: that's a fun okay? little
2: tease yeah give it yeah, him a little it's called foreshadowing <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really wish that, that the white boys would stay. All four of them stay in their shadows. Oh, I also would like to issue a formal apology to Beyonce for stealing a million dollars worth of things from her storage unit. It was me. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it was me. Mm.
3: Well, you, I mean, you need something to do. We're not together in the pandemic. You. And, you know, theft is an activity. <laughs> I also, by the way, I want to issue an apology. Last week, Ira and I were just ad-libbing, having a good time, and casually said that Mickey Rourke was in Breakfast at Tiffany's like two or three times. It is definitely Mickey Rooney. <laughs> so you are welcome if this idea comes to fruition because I would love to see Mickey Rourke in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I would like to see it.
0: Did you re-listen and hear the error of the ways or were you attacked no. online?
3: Oh, no. The TCM community
2: came for me. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, we could have issued... Corrections before we probably should every week because <laughs> listen, we are people with a lot of pop culture in our brains, and sometimes we'll accidentally say Mickey Rourke instead of Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. And then someone named Abigail will usually <laughs> be in your DMs and saying, I know you all didn't just confuse that in <laughs> find that we're idiots. Meanwhile, they're shocked when we pull out the name of someone from like some 1963 ABC direct <laughs> uh, DVD film. They didn't have DVDs then. Whatever. <laughs>
0: you <you're> sound
2: brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to issue a correction for what I just said about <laughs> Abigail.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's not that fair. Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rooney, not that egregious. It's not like you guys said Mickey Mouse was fucking <laughs> in <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's.
2: Yeah, That'd be cute. The problem is that this is a weekly show. You know, so like if it were daily, like a view or something, we could correct the next day. A week has gone by. Who even remembers that we said?
3: Right. We're not doing Akilah Hughes shit here and being on the air <laughs> yeah. every day. I need time off. So just know <laughs> that about me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get the show started.
0: I guess. Yeah.
2: We'll be joined by <laughs> our friends, Naomi Ekparagin and Megan Gailey, who have a new podcast, about Lifetime movies. Two of the funniest women. Enjoy them so much.
0: And genuinely our friends. It was such a fun conversation.
2: Yeah. And Don Lemon is back. <laughs> how? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he is going to dial us up and tell us more about defunding the police. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and how we got it wrong. <laughs> I'm, we're having a conversation, which is what's important during these times. Mm. Yeah can't wait till these times
2: are over and we don't have to have conversations anymore yeah i'm ready to yeah. shut the door so <laughs> <laughs> I'm done
0: speaking brain going to mush white boy summer is coming i'm gonna pick up chain
2: smoking so i can't talk to anybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> speak through my stomach. it's like the french do
2: <laughs> also obviously little nose x dropped a music video we're gonna talk about that so we'll be right back And we're back. Every time I say and we're back, I sound like John Lovett. I was going to say, to <laughs>
3: me, you sound more like like Jenny Jones or something. Jenny Jones. Vintage talk show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. From geek to
2: chic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this episode is going to give a lot of Ira becoming John Lovett, evolving into your true form. Oh, I don't like that. I'm so sorry. I know. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> that might be who you become.
2: An American Lovett.
3: In Los Angeles? Please no.
0: (laughs) Take on the Crooked Dynasty.
3: (laughs) Before we jump into our topics this week, should we do a quick episode of Guess Who Died? The official Keep It Off shoot podcast. Oh my god. Because everybody (laughs) fucking died this week, starting with Jessica Walter from... Uh, most notably Arrested Development, a show I actually have to say I failed to get into at the time. This doesn't shock me. Because like David Cross, not really my brand. I prefer Will Arnett on 30 Rock. Uh. But Jessica Walter, the imperiousness with which she played the part of Lucille Bluth, unforgettable. And also a death that hurts because Again you just sort of have a feeling like oh now it's somebody's time and she felt very vibrant right up to the end was an archer obviously mm-hmm. all 40 seasons yeah just an unforgettable <laughs> performance yeah I know I
2: absolutely love Jessica Walter beyond that you know a lot of people were also mentioning play Misty for me mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun film that you should watch even though it has Clint Eastwood in it <laughs> doing that same face that he always does
3: mm-hmm wrangled <laughs> scarecrow yeah mm-hmm.
2: i mean it's really the joey Tribbiani like smell the fart soap acting right that he always does when he's on days of our lives on friends i feel like that's what clint eastwood is always looking at or it's like he forgot to put on sunglasses and he's like squinting because the sun's in his eyes
3: it's a lot of that
2: <laughs> in all of his movies
3: definitely definitely Uh, Yeah, Jessica Walter gives a great and creepy and shocking performance and also gives that character, I think, more depth than was actually intended. And I want to also shout out a movie she did in the 60s called The Group, which is based off a Mary McCarthy novel, and it's about a bunch of women who graduate from Vassar. And it's one of the first showcases for Candace Bergen, Two actresses I love, Elizabeth Hartman and Joan Hackett. And Jessica Walter is so assured right from the go. And it just makes you think, like, it took until Arrested Development for her to have a real signature role. And she truly had it in 1966. So there's an entire career of work to enjoy there. One thing that people actually don't know about Jessica Walter,
2: and maybe it's T, and I shouldn't be saying it, but whatever. (laughs) um, Mentioning Days of Our Lives earlier, the show that Joey Tribbiani was on, on Friends... There's a character on Days of Our Lives named Vivian Alamein. She's a villainess. She buried someone alive in the '90s. Anyway, um, she's played by this actress Louise Sorrell. Louise wasn't going to come back for a stint on the show, and it was almost cast as Jessica Walter. I was told. Oh, wow!
3: I bet she would have been fabulous.
2: Uh, she would Yeah, she almost would have like done like a brief little, few week arc on Days of Our Lives, and I heard why well, she allegedly did not do it is because she did not know that Louise played the role right before her. And apparently they're close friends. And she didn't want to take over a role um, that her friend was um, iconically known for. Her friend's most famous role.
3: Oh, I see. I
2: see. She didn't do it. Generous queen. All right. That's sweet and noble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah imagine that in Hollywood fuck that when you get to that age you don't give a fuck anymore right
0: you'd think <laughs> but if I get asked to be yes. an extra in you next season fuck you Ira <laughs> fuck you it's cutthroat step baby girl. right
2: over him yeah I'll see you on set <laughs> I'll announce it right here I'm in season three god damn it I'm in
3: every episode I'm a cast member now I don't know how they got to that decision but you uh, are Pen Badge. <laughs> Victoria Pedretti, do something. I'm worried. Uh, uh, speaking of dependable actors, we also lost George Siegel this week, who I am wearing my Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf shirt, which I'm sure you guessed I owned.
0: And, and is plastered to your skin, probably, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. This is a tattoo. It's like secret. a common uniform. Yeah. He has
3: Virginia Woolf locked in his bedroom. <laughs> she, she keeps trying to drown herself, and I keep saving her.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: Uh, but George Siegel was this guy who you probably know as David Spade's boss foil on Just Shoot Me. Yes. And he was on the Goldbergs in recent years, mm-hmm. but was also in the 60s and 70s, this actual movie star. He was in things like A Touch of Class and Fun with Dick and Jane, if you want to see Jane Fonda robbing banks. Just one of these people that you would hire for everything. He's in uh, this movie called Who is Killing the Great Chefs of Europe, which is a real movie title. Mm. I think it was Ratatouille.
0: The first time I saw him was uh, in Flirting with Disaster with Ben Stiller. Great movie. Yes, absolutely. It is the epitome of Jewish father, anxious Jewish dad, and it's hilarious in the Goldberg.
3: Flirting with Disaster is very underrated, I think. Yes, Mm -hmm. I did not
2: realize that the boss from Just Shoot Me, which I did watch, uh, of course I did, uh, (laughs) was
3: from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I've I never connected that. Wow. The idea that somebody was magically the perfect screen partner for both Elizabeth Taylor and David Spade is brain-breaking. <laughs>
2: you know what other wild movie he's in? California Split. The
3: Mirror Has Two Faces. Oh, he sure is in The Mirror mm. Has Two Faces. <laughs>
2: revisit that, Barbara Streisand classic. Uh,
3: and by the way, what you should really revisit is the Best Supporting Actress handout at the Oscars that year. Because Lauren Bacall is um, sure she's going to win for The Mirror Has Two Faces. And Juliette Binoche races right past her. And I'm just going to say, Lauren Bacall already has a frosty look on her face. She becomes, like, just the rudest gargoyle when Juliette Binoche wins. And then literally apologizes to her for winning. It was an Olivia Coleman Glenn Close sort of situation. Anyway, check it out.
2: Mm. Also, some inside Keep It Baseball for the fans. As we know, every week I come up with episode titles based on what we talk about. I was weirdly looking at a George Siegel film to play on the title during the week of Harry and Meghan.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Um, because he's in the film with Goldie Hawn, which I've never seen. I just know the title and I've seen the poster for it. The Duchess and the Dirtwater Fox. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So witchcraft i killed him <laughs> by not using it
0: you want to own that huh? that's what you want to have attached to your name
2: i've killed many celebrities Aida. you're right
0: it's just a list at this point
2: ask me where
3: jeremy renner is <laughs> wow somebody i've forgotten to think about and he did have an app once upon a time anyway um, this has been guess who died and uh, but guess who lives tina turner did you guys see that documentary on hbo max over
2: the yes. week over the weekend Yes, yes, with
0: just casual yes. interviews with like Oprah and Angela Bassett. Yes, yeah. One of, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time now.
2: Sounds like Keep It.
3: <laughs> True.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Once we get Oprah, we'll be right there with an HBO Max documentary.
3: My I have two problems with this documentary, though. One, something they convey well is that Tina Turner had the Tina Turner zing X-Factor right out of the gate. And I still have questions like, where did Tina Turner come up with Tina Turner? Because... Nobody was matching that energy level anywhere mm-hmm. else in popular culture because she wasn't like Elvis and she wasn't like the Rolling Stones, though they do go to great pains to say she taught Mick Jagger how to dance in a certain way. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did she know? Like she, she had no performance training, no musical training, and yet she just knew to be that electric. It just is very shocking to me. And then secondly, they did not play once my favorite Tina Turner song, which is typical male from the Break Every Rule album in the 80s. And if you haven't heard Mm. Typical Male, that is like the swimmiest, poppiest Tina Turner you'll get. Mm. Mm. Right in the deep end.
0: (laughs) What was refreshing about watching that documentary was seeing a young, like a... Black woman perform with no desire to remain like makeup faced and not sweating. Like she was Mm -hmm. really just leaving it all out there, and you know she had that like sassy auntie at the barbecue mullet at most performances, (laughs) and I I respect that.
2: Well, I feel like part of it too was you know if you are sort of a person who grows up in black music tradition, specifically in that era, a lot of your performances or whatever you've probably seen involve church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like. Her movement, the face, you know, felt a lot like, you know, like when someone's being like, the Holy Ghost took me over. Exactly, or which like, yeah. Oprah fully you know? said
0: about Tina Turner and watching her perform for the first time. Like, it was just so electric yeah. and magnetic. You had to become a part of it. Q. Ike.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so great just to see this and to see just sort of like – um how much she's influenced culture. Because, you know, she is um, an icon, but mm-hmm. um, not one we talk about that much. Mm-hmm. You know, but through her own design, to be honest. You yeah. know? I mean, the, she it talks about how uh, Tina the Musical, which we talked about with Katori Hall, uh, who wrote it, uh, the book for it, how that was sort of a farewell to her fans, you know, going to see that. Because uh, she lives in Zurich mm-hmm. with her man, was 20 years younger and was fine. And when they showed them photos um, of when she was, like, about to turn 50 and met him and he was the driver and she was like, <laughs> I like him. I was like, go ahead, girl. Uh, my only complaint, too, would be that I wish it were, like, a multi-part documentary, you know? The beauty of this was that um, it really dipped into a lot of the stuff that Documentaries are doing right now that media is doing now in revisiting how we interview people, yeah, and how you know we discuss women in the media in general. Uh, revisiting all those questions that people would ask her about Ike continuously, yeah, well mm-hmm. after the fact, years well yeah. after the fact. And it's it's wild to see because imagine doing that now to someone,
3: right? right? Especially with that harrowing a story, totally. People aren't asking Nicole about Tom. Precisely. All Mm -hmm. the time, Mm -hmm. you know? Only
2: Oprah has. (laughs) Uh, Rewatch that interview that Oprah does with Nicole Kidman and the cast of The Hours. Mm -hmm. Julianne Moore and Meryl Streep are just sitting next to her and Meryl's just sort of nodding along during it being like, thank God my husbands and partners haven't been, like, as famous as me. (laughs) Uh, That's really a problem for another celebrity because once you break up with them, then I feel like people are going to always want to ask questions about that person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But to hear the questions, like, someone asked her, what was the worst moment in your marriage to Ike? Like, what was a low light, something that you would like to forget? Well, I'm like, well... If she'd like to forget it, she certainly won't be forgetting it now because you just asked her about it, weirdo. Yeah, that is too bad.
0: And not just the history of interviewers, you know, continuing to force this abuse back on to Tina, but I remember for years and even up to now, rappers have just continued to put, like, references to the abuse casually in their lyrics like no. I think about the Biggie song. I've never
2: liked that in Drunken Love.
0: Uh, yeah <laughs> or always like, like beaten motherfuckers like Ike beat Tina is in Machine Gun Funk by Biggie. It's just constantly in the culture and you know what this reminds me of a lot is when we were reading Mariah Carey's memoir earlier last summer and at the very least it's nice to see women on the other side of the abuse speaking triumphantly about their past. That was nice but uh-huh. uh, just gives me so much Tommy Mottola and the psychological and verbal abuse that Mariah Carey dealt with during her time and Mm -hmm. you just eek, 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 eek.
2: The moment I had never seen too was when they were at the Venice Film Festival um, and she's sitting there next to Angela Bassett and the team for what love got to do with it and the press is asking her what she thinks about the movie and then she says I'm tired of revisiting this traumatic experience, um, and I'm really not looking forward to sitting in a theater and re-watching it, so no, I haven't seen the movie yet. And it's wild.
3: I- I'm particularly grateful for this documentary, because I think people still think of that movie as the definitive Tina Turner storytelling, and that is a mm. hard movie to watch. Absolutely. There's rarely a moment in that movie where you're like... I'm glad I'm looking at this, or whatever, even though the performances are obviously um, fantastic. But something I appreciated was, though they do spend the first quarter or half of the movie on Ike, they really give the proper amount of time to the latter part of her career where she really established the Tina Turner brand we know best, you know, the post What's Love Got to Do With It um, song, the Private Dancer album album era of Tina Turner Mm. and by the way also the star of this documentary is what an incredible interviewee she is every part Uh of her career was given way more nuance just by the sheer virtue of her talking about it and I cannot say that Mm -hmm. for many celebrities she really has a crackerjack memory for everything Um, Uh so uh, I really recommend people checking it out because you get acquainted with the personality of Tina Turner as well as the persona of Tina Turner
0: yeah
2: one thing that really hit me in the documentary too was um I was talking with a friend recently who doesn't really get celebrity sort of like idolatry mm-hmm. you know like they, like, they like their yeah. people but they're not they're not really <laughs> connecting with them in that way and I'm like okay whatever but they asked a specific question To the effect of, you know, like when Whitney Houston died, you know, like why was the flag lowered, you know? Because it's like, oh, they're singers and they're doing their job. But, you know, I'm like, why do we all have these intense connections to them? And I think that like this movie really gets that across. Tina herself being like bewildered constantly by the fact that, you know, like the lowest points in her life were inspiring to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really just um, an example of how we don't talk about a lot of things in this country. In general, and we'll get to that when we talk about the Lil Nas X video, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like because of how much is um, not talked about, how much we sort of suppress things like talking about abuse or, you know, like sexuality or, you know, anything else. When there is someone in the public eye who is weathering all these things, it becomes inspirational to people who don't yet have the language to talk about that.
3: And then somewhat problematically, we depend on celebrities like that to do the talking for us, you know? Well, yeah, because we talked about
2: this when we saw the Britney Spears documentary, right? You know, being shocked about all these interviews with her and even being like, damn, even the one with Diane Sawyer was out of pocket, you know? Um, But it just reminds you that the way that we talk about those interviews now, we weren't talking about them then. So So it's just weird to imagine being like a tina turner fan back then and obsessing over her and then every time you turn on the tv or the radio and you're hearing one of those interviews that they kept replaying Mm -hmm. the ones that were horrific to listen to now you might have had a sense that they were horrific back then but you didn't have the like mainstream language to discuss why that was problematic because she continued to have to endure it you know so like she wasn't standing there and being like hey Let's not do this, you know? I don't know. It just reminds you that a lot of celebrities end up being sacrificial lambs for the conversations that we have in the future in culture amongst ourselves. I'm just
3: going to remind everybody to get Typical Mail. It's way better than The Best, <laughs> which is uh, the, which has not kind of become her signature song in a way. But anyway, well, DM me about Typical Mail. Well, thanks to Shit's Creek. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Also, you know what they didn't get into? Divas Live 99, where there was backstage footage of Elton John and Tina Turner bickering, and she goes, you hear her, they're they're practicing for their big performance together. You, you hear Tina Turner say, what's that pat, pat, pat? Like somebody's playing the piano in a kind of boogie-woogie mm. way, and Elton's like, that's me. And so there's this contentious moment of, you're playing at a, the piano in a way I don't like. I wish they would have gotten into that. In fact, I think all the Divas Live... Every single year should be its own. That's what Ryan Murphy should be putting his money into: retellings of the Divas Live series. <laughs> <laughs> I really love
2: moments like that where people interact with other bigger celebrities, and you see their like um, tensions happening. I mean, I forget what I was watching recently, but there was a clip of um, like Cher performing with Elton like years ago, um, and I'm just sort of like, what was that performance thing like? And then did they decide? We don't like performing with each other.
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, all I know is Elton once called Madonna a fairground stripper. What does he think of Cher?
2: (laughs) Mm. As Lewis talks about Typical Male, I will say that everyone should revisit the album after Private Dancer, Break Every Rule. That's what
3: uh, Typical Male's on. Which doesn't get enough Mm -hmm. play. Yeah,
2: Yeah, which doesn't get enough play. Um, But Afterglow, I'll Be Thunder, these are hits. Mm -hmm. Get into the Tina Deep cuts. That's what you should do. After this documentary. And HBO Max, if you're listening, that very cute Tina sweater that you kept sending to influencers (laughs) and Billy Eichner, (laughs) I want it. Send it our way. So send it our way or at least, you know, send out a link to where I can buy it.
0: Or at the very least, if you have a time machine and can send me back to 1975 so I can watch Tommy (laughs) live, if I can actually see the Broadway musical live, that would be good for me. So if anyone's available with the technology, let's go.
3: Speaking of Tommy, I just saw a clip of Anne Margaret, the star of Tommy, performing with Tina Turner. And, like, in a way, you might intuitively think, oh, they're sort of alike. Like, their hands are up everywhere. They're like really swimmy dance movements. Watching Anne Margaret, you see what she is lacking in comparison to Tina Turner. And it is very interesting. So, watch that performance if you can find it. <laughs> is it? Melanin. <laughs> you might be onto something.
0: I was going to say, is it giving Addison Ray stitched with black TikTokers doing the same dance? But um, <laughs> we'll get to that too. Look at me.
2: Yeah. So look at Aida doing more foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, HGL Max, PR Girls, if you're listening, um, those are the things that we want. And I know you're listening. <laughs> They're just waiting to see if I say I hate it the Snyder Cut. And you know what? I did. We'll be right back. <laughs> Keep it is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis. Yes. When you see footprints in the sand. Our guests today are two very funny ladies, allegedly. (laughs) Um, That is what I believe, and I think most of you know that too. They're writers, stand-ups, and most importantly, they love Lifetime movies. So, please welcome Naomi Ekparrigan and Megan Gailey. Hi! Wow. Hi. Wow, this is huge. And the crowd this goes. I'm so excited to finally have y'all here.
1: <laughs> oh, we're so excited, and we we do love Lifetime movies. But I I do want to say that Lifetime does pay us to love Lifetime movies. We are wow. Okay, everything okay, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> we are contractually in love. We're in a marriage mm, with Lifetime right, at this point. Right, mm-hmm. right, yes. Because
2: mm-hmm. your new podcast, mm-hmm. your new mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. I love a Lifetime movie. Yes. This is this is
3: a lifetime joint.
5: Absolutely, <laughs> we are coming okay. to you from yeah A and E Network.
1: A and E Network. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. we're affiliated.
3: It does seem like an ideal marriage of convenience. If I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. in a situation with anybody, it better be the Lifetime Network. What do they give us? Yeah. Drop Dead Diva. Yeah, I mean all the greats. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: huh. Even Papa A and E is kind too.
3: You know, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah,
1: they'll send you mm-hmm. anything you want anything you want and you ask them, what do you guys want? I'll get it for you. I am going to say A&E so
3: I can get like the biography of Alan Alda or something.
1: A hundred percent. Oh, definitely. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes.
3: Great.
5: Great. Mm -hmm. I'll make a call.
3: (laughs) When did he become a male feminist? I want to know. (laughs)
2: Because my question was going to be like, were y'all just, you know, like in the pandemic texting each other about like your favorite lifetime joints? Were you like, listen, Jody Sweeten is being (laughs) stalked. And I can't get enough of it. We got a pot about it.
5: Well, okay. What had happened was <laughs> Lifetime came to me and was like, you want to do a podcast about Lifetime movies? And I say, yes. Because that's mostly sitting down. And then they said, who do you want to do it with? And Megan, you know what it is about Megan? Whitest person I know, whitest person I trust. Wow. And I just feel like considering most Lifetime movies are white women in peril, Mm -hmm. I needed to, like, have somebody that I could roast in that community Mm. as, like, the
1: opposite. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I I lived in a sorority house where there was, like, one room where Lifetime movies were literally playing on a loop. (laughs) And I... Almost never went in that room. Like I would sit in my sports room and then walk through the lifetime room, and, and I'm just happy that honestly my qualification was just being white. And <laughs> but you like <laughs> you like trash though. You oh, I like love trash. trash. Oh, yeah. listen, I've seen the cheerleader <laughs> Texas murder one multiple times. <laughs> um yeah, I love I love all trash, and and we've definitely found things in the lifetime universe that are so near and dear to our heart.
5: Did y'all, How do you guys feel about V C Andrews? Are you familiar with the work of V C Andrews?
2: Mm, is she she the one with the 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 kids with the, yeah. with the you know, the incest?
5: The yes. incest. Yes, yes. In- yes. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, Lifetime has redone those movies mm-hmm. with Heather Graham as the mother. Oh, what? Daughter <laughs> from Mad Men, as the daughter, Mm -hmm. and then two other Aryan children. (laughs) But it was wild. I was like, Heather Graham, that's the kind of thing Lifetime will give you. It'll let you know that Heather Graham is okay.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a little dash of incest on the side. Right.
2: Yeah, well, that's good to know. She came on Keep It. Right. She came on Keep It, and we weren't sure if she was okay. Right, that's right.
3: (laughs) No, I was just going to ask. Ellen Burstyn is in this Flowers in the Air too, right?
2: Yes. She secretly
3: does like five movies a year. She's like the other Eric Roberts.
1: Wow. Yeah. Naomi Judd was in Ruby and I was so, I mean, to watch Naomi Judd act, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I, it was, they I mean, she died pretty early, um, but it was so fun. To, <laughs> you, Naomi gives great coughs. Oh, yeah, there was girlfriend. a lot
5: of coughing in for Naomi Judd, but I was like really proud of her. I was, but also, you said to see her act. I'm like, was she well, acting? Well, I know, it's like, I know, but. <laughs> it's so, like, be honest.
0: <laughs> Megan, other than picking up uh, Lifetime information from Lifetime movies, like my diffusion in the sorority house, yeah. you had to start watching Lifetime movies to keep up with Naomi, or how did this work?
1: Oh, yeah. So we watch a different movie every week, and I've learned so much. I did not know that Lifetime had black movies and (laughs) I truly did it I truly did it and I will say that they are better Um, they end up being like when I turn it on and see Megan Good I'm like okay I'm in good hands literally Um, and it's Naomi and my dream to make the first interracial Lifetime movie because there are black Lifetime movies and white Lifetime movies but they are not allowed to come together and Naomi Mm, and I think that's what the world needs now
5: right we're gonna integrate okay Little Rock 9 style coming up To A E <laughs> networks. We about to change the world.
0: <laughs> Calling Vernon <laughs> Jordan now. <Exactly>. Um, <laughs> are you two planning on doing like a lesbian interracial thing where you both star? Is that where we're going? Or is this, is this a I personally role? am in the mood. I prefer the thrillers.
5: I like okay. any kind of lifetime where it's like secret murderer, stalker, that kind of vibe. Yeah. So <laughs> I would prefer something like that, mm-hmm. where like maybe Meg I fall in love with Megan's ex. <laughs> and he then and Megan is like, stay away from him. Okay. And I'm like, you hate me because you ain't me. And then she's right. Uh huh. And then that man, you know, then we have to both fight off this crazy person.
1: Yeah, because we we covered a lesbian vampire movie, which is genre breaking. I had never seen yeah. that before, and it was a lot of what, what name was it? It wasn't sexual. But <laughs> they it was- took sexy photographs. Yeah, they ju- it was like they wanted them we they wanted us to be like they're lesbians and they're really horny, but they like couldn't cross the line, so it was just them photographing each other. And I would be mm. fully willing to do that with Naomi. As though. if lesbian That's relationships weird. needed more blood
0: involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Uh- <laughs> no, wait. So does this mean you have watched Lifetime movies new and old because I'm so oh, yeah. interested in the evolution of them because we think uh-huh. of them as one thing, but for example, if you know Heather Graham's in a movie or Jenny Garth's in a movie those are two different cinematic universes to me. Mm-hmm. So what right. have you noticed in the evolution of lifetime movies?
5: Well, it's interesting cuz I cuz I I grew up on them and I grew mm-hmm. up you know like it was something to me like it was just on TV, right? And you would just kind of flip and just it's on and just have it going. And it's just interesting to me like who the new women in peril are because like Mm -hmm. back in the 90s right like you would get like as you you know you would get Jodie Sweetin as you said like kind of making Mm -hmm. a comeback you get Candace Cameron Bure coming in there Mm -hmm. trying to do something and so now you see these women where it's like okay what show were you on five years ago Mm -hmm. that now this is your like dark turn
4: you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
5: but
2: some of them are new oh yeah you know yeah I feel like I'm constantly watching a lifetime movie and being like oh this is like a find, you know, it's not (laughs) one of the girls from like, one of the shows, you know, um, and also there's so many Lifetime movies that are now just biopics. Yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. The Lifetime biopic is really its own beast. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, and we, we have only watched one Harry and Meghan and there's three and then mm. we're like dying to get into the Wendy Williams. We keep asking right. and sometimes <laughs> they're like they're like, We can't let you two talk about actual people because we'll get mm. sued. <laughs> and it's like, What well, that's they're not gonna I, Wendy was so right. involved in hers. Mm-hmm. Um but then Yeah, that's why it know,
2: wasn't good. Right.
0: <laughs> but, that's, but that's why I'm like, let us
1: watch it. Like, I think we could uh, do, uh, and then uh, we could get Wendy, you know. I think yeah. we could really, because, you know, we can't say it. They're not good. And we we mm-hmm. invent new ways to say things are not good every week that, uh, that I'm thoroughly impressed with us. Well, my favorite <laughs> phrase is, it's a wild ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because that <laughs> doesn't say good or bad. But he, He's yeah, through the fact that some shit happened that don't make no kind of sense. Right, <laughs> wild mm. ride. There was a pool boy that Naomi and I did not think was hot enough, and we were like, mm. he needed to be hotter. And they were like, what, you guys? That's a really weird critique of a film. We <laughs> were like a pool boy the whole I thought it was going to be wet the whole time and I was not I was <laughs> dry as a bone and so it's like mm. those are the but you can't say that and so we have to say I was expecting more than one ab um mm. and what? and that's somehow legally okay
2: Ooh. yeah Ooh. they'll never let you talk about the Aaliyah
3: movie then oh. no oh. i know, I know. <laughs> no no no, wait, was Liz and Dick, the Lindsay Lohan, Elizabeth Taylor movie, a Lifetime movie also? Because I think a Danica McKellar movie preceded it. Yes, okay. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're getting confirmation, um, <laughs> yes. Yes. yes uh, Liz me. and Dick, 2012, so that's my vote for your next movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, okay,
5: yeah. I love that. Yes, 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 definitely. Mm.
2: I mean, they also did the Black Steel Magnolias.
4: Wow,
5: what? Yes,
2: which uh, I will admit on Keep It is the only Steel Magnolias I've seen. <laughs> <gasps> Not what I expected you to say at all. To dishonor Daryl Hannah this way, yeah. Well, you know what? But I've seen Queen Latifah, Joe uh-huh. Scott, Felicia Rashad, Alfre Woodard. They're all in this movie. Wow. It's a horrible film.
5: <laughs> uh, this sounds like a remake. I'm
2: happy I have seen the black version. It has yeah. a remake. It sounds
5: like. A, yeah. no, but I'm saying it sounds like a remake of. Do y'all remember the movie Women of Brewster Place? Oh, sure. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel yes. like when you say like that collection of people, I'm like. Are we doing a Women Mm. of Brewster Place? Is that the vibe? A really searing portrait of like a black drama? But I guess that's what Steel Mm -hmm. Magnolias was. You know
2: what is a really messy thing you should read too? I reread Women of Brewster Place earlier in the pandemic. um, During that period where all of us were like, we're going to (laughs) read. I remember that week. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then I also read Men of Brewster Place. Wow. Whoa.
5: Their side of the story. What was going on there?
2: Yeah, you know, just a lot of, like, s- sexual tension.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think like all the Brewster Place books were like, oh, is is someone gay?
1: Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: then, like, Oprah's in the movie, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep.
3: Right, yep. my God. Wow, that takes me back. How enjoyable. Oprah's yeah. weird cinematic failures, that's something that should be re-explored. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> who's, who has watched the movie Beloved recently? I want to, we should be talking about that. <laughs> I know,
5: we don't talk about Beloved enough. As a culture, as a society.
3: My mom is still bragging that she saw... What's the... um,
1: A Wrinkle in Time?
3: No, the more recent TV (laughs) movie. No one saw that, Megan. It's
1: a brag, it's a brag.
3: The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. My mom oh, keeps talking about I've that. I have
1: seen yeah. that. I have seen that and read and read that book. But that was that was HBO. <laughs> right. And so that almost like couldn't fail in the theater, you know? Like they were like, we'll just put it on HBO and then we don't know what the numbers are. And I think that's a good I think that's a good route for her. Honestly. I think it's
0: unfair to say cinematic failures. I did enjoy The Butler. Excuse me, the Lee Daniels, Lee Daniels, the Daniels, butler. The, the, the butler. Exactly, yes, Lee yes, Daniels,
3: the butler.
5: Um, are you excited for Lee Daniels, The Wonder Years?
3: <laughs> oh, that's right. We are getting that. Speaking of Danica McKellar, thank you for bringing that back. Um, <laughs> Always, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in The Wonder Years again because everybody has a weird internal narrator and it's like the only show that actually captures the schizophrenia we all have like guess who's living (laughs) in my head daniel stern like it is kind of real yeah yeah yeah.
5: but i think they should have daniel stern do it for the black boy (laughs) like i think if you had the wonder years but still daniel stern (laughs) narrating his thoughts
2: that would be real (laughs) question though have any of you seen there are no children here the ABC no. Oprah movie with Maya Angelou from
1: 1993. No. What? what? No. 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 No.
2: Nor have I. That was about like gang violence in Chicago. Wow.
0: My would. My would. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Give us something to enjoy. But I do know that Don Cheadle is going to be the voice of the yes. Wonder Years, right? So we're going to uh, be yeah. getting well. a little bit of. A yeah. little bit of calming, sexy. Yeah, sexy that'll man. be nice. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we had we had a wonder years crossover actress in our last yep. film, the um the Mad of Purity Falls. <laughs> was the Mad uh, Karen Arnold, the yes.
5: actress. Did also did you all know she
1: was British?
3: Uh, Olivia Dabo. Yeah. Yes, yes mm-hmm. I didn't know she was mm.
1: British. She's she's great. That's actually like Sometimes watching Lifetime movies is very calming for me as an aging actress to be like, there is a place, and <laughs> and I and and I can't wait for them to welcome me with open arms because
0: awesome. Naomi. To your point, I think on Keep It, we've decided everyone is British until proven otherwise. At this yeah, point. yeah, okay, yeah. okay. We mm-hmm. just we never know, and they always are. So. They
3: do. It's true. They
5: walk among us. They really do.
3: Australians too. That Sarah, Sarah <laughs> Snook on Succession. I'm not the same after finding out
0: about <laughs> no. no. Right. Australians taking
5: yes. all our good jobs. Okay, but, like when you yeah. don't you get me started on Australians? I sound like a damn Republican when I start talking about Australia. Go <laughs> no, back because I'm up <laughs> here trying to act, and convict. these Australian bitches coming up in here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi wants the wall, but just for Australia. <laughs> exactly. Go back to the the convict
0: <laughs> continent you came from.
2: <laughs> I think one of the only good things that um, this show has ever done is helped Sarah Snook um, edit her Wikipedia page. By the way, wow! Uh, what? Did you uh, elaborate, it, it, girl? It I don't know if you probably remember this was when we talked about it, but it was like I met Sarah Snook at like an Emmy party. Was like, oh my god, we have the same birthday, and she was like, that is not my birthday. <laughs> uh, it has been on Wikipedia for years, and I like haven't been able to. Ch- every time she tries to change it, it gets changed back. Wow. I mentioned that on this show, and now someone was finally able to change it in sight. <laughs> her birthday being Look mentioned as somewhere. <laughs> of wow. like Andy's biography, we are biographers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I love that you can't change something on like a famous person's Wikipedia page unless it's like cited somewhere.
5: Right. Wow, I didn't even know that. I didn't know
0: anybody has just go
2: up in Wikipedia.
0: Yes. The fact, the fact that Keep It can be a credible source in any way. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> yeah, a very credible source. It's truly the voices of our time. Yeah. We are. I mean, and you're you're a helpful journalist as well, Naomi, because true one of the first times we met, she I it was before I was going to Amsterdam for the first time. Oh, that's and true. And you sent me like a long email of <laughs> Amsterdam Rex and they were fantastic.
5: I love that. I so, I'm so so glad that you could. I got those from Michelle Boutot in part. Oh, then wow. And I kind of added some to, to my list. You know, I added some to the list. Mm. I, so the next person you meet who says they're going, you mm. take that list, you adjust it. This is going
0: to be like the traveling pants. Yes,
2: you give yes. that list to
0: anybody going to Amsterdam.
2: It's like we're all in the circle. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'd hope it's just 15 different brothels. I just <laughs> Oh, my God. My favorite thing I saw
5: uh, in the red lights district was just like one lady. She was standing, you know, in the window on her phone playing Candy Crush. And I said, that's yes. real. I said, that's life. <laughs>
1: that's life right here. That's the girlfriend <laughs> experience. Exactly. I saw, I saw a woman pull Mardi Gras beads out of her. Don't yeah in the window
2: in, the, in in Amsterdam
1: and I was a, an 18 year old virgin and it I honestly was like is this possible like mm. is this something I need to be practicing like yeah I guess my Amsterdam email would just been like make sure you have sex before you go to Amsterdam <laughs> mm.
3: I like that you were looking at this woman and thinking is she doing some sort of Lance Burton thing like there's like a, a handkerchief coming out of nowhere <laughs> Magic is real, uh,
5: but was that for free? I feel like that's not something you should be giving away. The ability to do that should be for paying customers.
1: Naomi, that was obviously in a theater.
5: Oh, okay, you were seeing a show,
1: right? Exactly. Mm. There was a playbill. And okay, wonderful. She yeah, was wonderful. union. She was union. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. You still haven't revealed which
0: hole. I know I stopped you. Oh yeah. Okay. So I it was no out. Idea.
1: It was out of her vagina, um, not her huh. butt. But then the woman after her put a lit candle in her vagina and danced to Metallica, and I was like, mm. now that is art. Oh
5: my God, that sounds so <laughs> painful.
2: I just love doing fun things in old european countries because when i was in amsterdam it was king's day and you, like everyone takes to the streets and they're partying everywhere and there's like dj music and whatever and like one of the specific places were like where the gays were partying and i was like you i had to realize the fact that there are gays drinking and like doing drugs behind anne frank's house <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. While well, yeah. like well like Britney's yeah. like till
2: the world ends is playing,
3: <laughs> beautiful. Just as beautiful. she as she wrote for. Her. That's just, just, <laughs> just as she for yeah.
5: what she. Anyway, <laughs> I believe people
3: are fags at heart. She wrote.
2: <laughs> just hoping one of them was Jewish, uh, though. Yeah. At least you know that was well, the dream. So should we play a game with y'all I about think so. time movies? I would love a game. Feel so John Lovett. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey guys, let's play a game <laughs>
3: <laughs> As he adjusts his beanie and yeah, exactly. Zumba pants or whatever <laughs> he's pulls wearing his yeah. socks back up <laughs> <laughs>
2: So Everyone's gonna play the game Lewis and Aida as well mm-hmm. The first person to guess the name Or the person who gets closest You get a point I don't know yeah. you win. We'll figure it out <laughs> um, But I'm gonna say a log line, and then you have to tell me the name of the movie. All right. These are all Lifetime movies, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Not just Absolutely. Gonna, you know, I'm not going to give you all like ABC right. uh, movies. You're not going to say 84. <laughs> young boy goes to a school for magic. Um. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right. I'm zoomed in. I'm ready for this.
2: Lewis is so competitive, <laughs> and it will, be, it will be so stressful seeing his face when he does not know the answer. I oh, no. Yeah. This is kind of my nightmare. Don't look. Uh, His eyes are going to pop like the teacher from Daria. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. DiMartino. (laughs) Um, Okay, movie number one. A college student endures cyberbullying and even death threats when it is revealed that she has chosen to become a porn star under a pseudonym to pay off her sizable tuition expenses.
5: Okay. Cyberbullying. College, tuition Mm -hmm. Diary of a cam
1: girl
3: Beautifully done (laughs) Um, Mm. I'm gonna go with scam sorority (laughs) Okay
1: I feel like there's gonna be some sort of like Web twist in it Um, Mm. uh, (laughs) (laughs) www.judgment.com Okay Only
0: scams There's really really, Yeah,
1: that's good that's,
0: That's good, good Aida. Mm. You said only oh, yeah. scales. Okay. That's good. Only mm-hmm. might be a little too modern, but we're going with That's it. That's good.
3: That would mm-hmm. sell right in the room, though. If,
0: if yes. it's <laughs> not yes, right, yes, we'll, yes. we'll cut
3: that out and you can take that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I think that I'm going to give it to Naomi because the closest, none of them are close. Truly. <laughs> um... Maybe no one gets any points. The the movie is from straight A's to triple X. Oh
4: (laughs) oh, wow! Wow. I didn't think it was gonna be that obvious.
5: What
2: a title! Yeah, what a title! Yeah, that's that sounds like Ben Diesel's biopic.
3: A lot of the alphabet is represented there. Good for them. Yeah. yeah.
4: From
5: straight A's to, straight triple, to triple
1: X. X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't even think about colleges having grades. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, that's you. your problem with it? But, I feel like yes. Lifetime, it's like,
5: to me, triple X is too sexy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Lifetime, it's yeah. always like lust or forbidden Scandal. desire. They, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. They don't just say, yes. like, we fuck it. So I didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. do that on the show. I'm sorry, I cursed. I shouldn't do that for the culture. We oh, we no, swear, We
2: swear all the time, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah, fuck them people. <laughs> I don't know which people, but... You I know. know them yeah. That's evergreen. Uh, That's an evergreen <laughs> quote. <laughs> all right, movie number two. A couple discovers that the baby girl they're trying to adopt is being auctioned off to the highest bidder. <laughs> the couple becomes part of a sting operation to bust the baby-selling ring.
4: Wow. Oh, this one's easy.
0: Mr. What? and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain of this.
5: Certain. Certain. Undercover, baby-selling. This almost feels like Inspector Mom, Megan, like when a woman oh, has to go yeah. undercover to but get into mm. we know
1: Inspector Mom's about a soccer mom.
2: That's mm. true. That's true. Is she related to Gadget? <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> Distant cousins,
5: but yes, mm. I know. I also think Inspector Gadget every time. I'm like, what, mm-hmm. is she, what does mom have? Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh,
3: I'm gonna go with orphan origin. That's just that, that's wow, not dude. even good. I just I'm just going with sounded like words at this point. Maybe okay. you know.
5: that sounds
1: <laughs> sci fi <laughs> to me, Lewis. Like, yeah, I it sounds like that. a
3: prequel to the, to the horror
2: movie prequel. Orphan. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs>
1: I almost I almost said bye bye baby and then I remember that's a store. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sticking with bye bye baby anyways.
5: Okay, that's good. Babies for sale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen album.
2: Well, let me tell you, the winner is Naomi because the name of the movie is Baby for
3: Sale. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're in the presence of a gifted person. All yeah, 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 yeah. You
2: were, you were, this is why they called me this is why called me. You were gonna get the first point of the game, Megan, wow. though, because when you said bye bye baby, I was like, Oh my god, she's so close. <laughs> Naomi. Congrats. Alright <laughs> so much. Fell swoop. <laughs> then you get to go first on movie three. Wow. Scandal rocks a New England prep school when the editor of the school newspaper releases a sex tape Featuring mm. five senior members of the lacrosse team and a classmate. No, this is not the Elisha Cuthbert movie, The Girl in <laughs> the <laughs> Good movie. Okay.
5: Uh, Fantastic er- movie. <laughs> Editor of a school paper, but what's the mm-hmm. scandal part yet? Yeah, is it a teacher? The, the no. sex tape. The sex tape. Okay, but it's just yeah. five, five oh.
2: senior members of the lacrosse team and a classmate, which must be a girl. Right. So like a I'm lacrosse like a gangbang.
5: I, okay. Okay. There it is. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um. So we would call that oh
3: God, recording the truth. Mm. I don't know. Love that. You really you really establish a <laughs> sense of drama with your titles. I'm just going for wordplay and it doesn't work out for me. <laughs> mm. oh.
1: I think I'm gonna go I know we've already had a triple X, but I'm gonna go L A X X X. Wow, Ooh. okay.
0: Like lacrosse. I yeah, see. Yeah, like that. sexy, sexy yeah. lacrosse.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: good. I'm gonna go back with I'm gonna go with a throwback play title, The School for Scandal. Um, okay. Okay. which is just mm-hmm. a real play and I just think mm-hmm. Lifetime steals titles sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Hot Off the Nets. Mm, wow. Oh, okay. yeah. Some weak, yeah. weak combination mm. of the newspaper and yes. lacrosse thing. No, that's good.
2: Uh, every time I think about how hot lacrosse players are, I'm always <laughs> sad that my rich white school, that was all boys didn't have a lacrosse team. Because that's just <laughs> not what rich white kids do in mm. Milwaukee.
1: It's totally uh, regional. <laughs> yeah, it's so you don't lacrosse play lacrosse in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. They had a rugby team, though. <laughs>
0: Wind. The rugby, rugby. Except yeah. for when they put on those ugly scrum caps, where it, like it looks like a like a synchronized swimmers swimming. There. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Nobody gets a point. Nobody gets a point this round because the name what of the movie it? is Restless Virgins. Oh wow.
5: gross! Oh my god!
2: <laughs>
3: Doesn't that sound Restless. like a bad soap opera? Yeah, yes. I find Restful yes. Virgins to be more sinister. Like the. Uh-huh. the- <laughs> <laughs> The title doesn't do much for me, drama-wise. Okay. Well,
1: also, they had a gangbang, so it's like, if they're right. still virgins, I don't want to see the tape, you know? Like-
5: <laughs> There's a murder. Mm. There has to be a murder on that tape,
2: or else it's like, right. who cares? Next movie. When Cassie's father finds himself vulnerable and bedridden, Ooh. she believes she has the perfect revenge for her mother's death. Dad's bedridden daughter
5: is gonna take revenge. That is Mm. that is it. Mm. Sleep Mm. tight,
1: daddy. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Okay.
3: You know how on The Price is Right when somebody makes a good bid and then somebody bids one dollar more? Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna do that version of it, which is rockabye, daddy. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay, Cute.
0: Okay. Okay, Cute. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going a little bit more military, and I'm thinking, daddy down. Okay.
0: Okay. Mm. okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How
1: about The Dead
0: Father?
5: Mm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Nod to a classic.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think this would have been a great opportunity for the name of the film to be Don't Wake Daddy. Oh, um, wow. That
1: is okay. good. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I know it's a spin on John Tucker. This movie's title is My Father Must Die.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh! Okay. Who said father, oh. though? Did anyone mention the word father? No, no I no. said daddy. daddy. We no.
1: don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I you said the dead father. Oh, you did say father. Y'all better run yeah. my money. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch better have my points. Is what okay, well, you <laughs> we got your point, Aida. Thank
2: you. You got your point, Aida. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, my father my father must die is what I used to write in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the
1: dad killed the mom. I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. even get that from the log line. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm actually a Revenge. big fan of Ira
0: Segway jokes. Like, this might be something we need to bring in. to.
2: Yeah, the, is, yeah, you know, the new, that's the that's my new move for 2021. I love Segways.
3: <laughs> but by the way, you haven't even brought up Jesse Metcalf one time yet. in the uh, Yeah. Somebody whose influence we often underestimate, I think.
2: I said John Tucker must die. I know, but you didn't mm-hmm. bring up John
3: Tucker himself. I'm just saying. The man, <laughs> the man was the titular role. All right. Last movie. This
2: one is a doozy. When a pair of teenage boys break away from their summer camp to lose their virginity to an infamous hooker, they discover that she's since gone straight to become a rancher. <laughs> After she hires them as stable boys, they learn about the real meaning of love and sex.
5: Whoa! This movie has... thats twists and turns. That's okay. a long
0: line, baby. Okay. I'm going oh. for reverse cowgirl. Oh, that's good.
3: That's I mean, good. that is mm. gotta be fucking
0: Oscar Wilde's here,
3: oh, my
1: God. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> a pithy humorist queen.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with. Hung like a horse rancher.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
3: Ride till dawn. Ooh, okay. I'm going with The Fanny Farm. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do it? Okay. Oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the word fanny to make an appearance this whole podcast. There's
2: no point for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) The name of the film is The Last Prostitute. What? (laughs)
3: Not even true.
1: What? That is exactly. a prostitute. No.
3: No. I can name three off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> Recent prostitutes. It could be
3: yeah. like
1: the sequel for Milk Money. You know, like what they did yeah. after. Like, we got a ranch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what? the only two with points are Naomi and Aiha. Wow. And so I'm going to pit you two against each other for this last bonus round. Oh, all right. Ooh, well, oh, well. Shout out whoever gets this title first. Mm. Thriller about a naive college student who falls for a charming psychopath. When Billy Owens murders his former high school sweetheart so that no one else will ever have her, he assumes a new identity as a college student.
5: Fuck, I feel like I know Aww. this. I feel like I I've like seen this. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, it's like all, first of all, every psychopath is charming in Lifetime. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Even though in the real world, you know when somebody's psycho within 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. But in the Lifetime universe, you're like, He's so sweet. I'm drawn to him. (laughs) Um,
0: Oh, gosh.
3: Uh, uh,
5: uh,
0: The old college guy.
3: Oh, all right. Rhymes. Great.
0: That's all I have. Okay. Stalker
5: University.
3: Okay.
2: (laughs) I am going to mention that one of the cast members is Ivan Sergei.
5: Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, uh, Mother, may I sleep with danger?
2: Yes, Yes. Yes. it is Mother Massey with Danger, starring Miss Tori Spelling. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
2: (laughs) The most iconic Lifetime movie in history, probably.
0: Exactly. Well done, well done. I I happily seen this one, too. You did did it.
1: This is a fun wrinkle. They did remake that, and that is the lesbian vampire movie that I was referencing. Which is why it's not a remake. James Franco directed it or co-wrote it? He wrote it. And he's in it. He wrote it and then he plays a drama teacher who is horned up, but he didn't think he was horned up. You just are watching it and know he's horned up.
3: Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. I reject ironic participation in Lifetime movies like yeah. that Will Ferrell deadly adoption thing. It's like, no, do it the correct yeah. way, and I don't want to hear a snicker about it. <laughs> mm.
2: You know, mother, may I sleep with danger? Is what everyone who dates Jane Franco has to ask. Me.
3: <laughs> well, exactly, so, it fits. <laughs> Bob Hope here with his Oscars content.
4: <laughs> you know,
2: this game really, I think this really, game really did transform me into John Lovett. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, worried, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing segue jokes. I'm doing bits. My, 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 my stand ups here. Uh, uh, Naomi and Megan, thank you for being here. I, Thanks, I'm so excited James. to have you. y'all on. Keep it. You Thank know. you so
5: much for having yeah, kept us. Y'all the,
2: kept y'all in the hysteria ghetto.
5: I just, honey. <laughs> <kidding>. I know. <laughs> I wanted to be in the Keep It condominiums.
2: Oh, yes. Okay? <laughs> That's what I wanted to this So blessed. Uh, well, just so you know, I am a slum lord. <laughs> so, yeah. The
5: rent, the rent for, is due. The rent yeah. is due. I, <laughs> I work for
2: the Kushner Group. So. <laughs> <laughs> So new episodes of I Love a Lifetime movie drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. That's a day after Keep It, so we are not competing. Beautiful. Beautiful. I gotta think of us
5: as sister pieces. (laughs) Sister podcast.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
2: I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened.
5: Drumsticks! Get your drumsticks!
2: Nutty, sweet drumstick! What luck! One drumstick, please. Here you go. Uh, This is hot! And made of chicken! I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick sundae cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door.
4: Drumsticks!
2: But that line is three miles long! Oh, well.
4: Another day, another drumstick.
2: Last Thursday, Lil Nas X released a music video for his latest single, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. The video features Nas seducing himself as a snake in the Garden of Eden, pole dancing in high-heeled boots, and giving the devil a lap dance before twisting his neck. Of course, there was some drama Mm. from the conservatives who love culture wars because it's all they have. Uh, (laughs) And they're tired of yelling at Cardi B about the WAP performance at the Grammy. So now they have a new thing to be mad
3: about.
0: Well, it's all deviant, and it's all killing the black man. And we have no black men left. Masculinity is dead.
3: (laughs) Meanwhile, everything he does in the video is basically what you would see in a Pussycat Dolls video. So we can go back to erasing (laughs) a Scherzinger.
0: (laughs) Also, the excitement of the excitement. When I have the first time I saw these photos, Ira, you had reposted them. It was like all the photos of Lil Nas X in the wig. And I was like, oh, girl, he is about to destroy us. Because Lil Nas <laughs> X is the actual king of PR and this amazing, like, five day rollout that he's been doing. That's, it feels like a mm. long form stand up comedy set, this experiential thing. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited and so happy. Right.
2: Releasing the fake Nikes with a drop of blood in them. 666 of them. Hilarious. You know, talking about Nike suing because they're not official Nikes. It's, yeah, but it's, they look it's, exactly it's, like Air Max 97s. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, Fun stunts. <laughs> yeah. To get you to continue talking about it. And, you know, not to dwell on the conservative responses to it, but for me, it really highlighted just how obsessed they are with staying relevant through popular culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... The Grammys happen, and they're talking about Cardi B and the Watt performance, and now this happens, and obviously, you know, Lil Nas X is one of the biggest pop stars out right now due to Old Town Road, you know, being like that big-ass number one single. Yeah. Um, I think it still has the record. mm mm-hmm. uh, And the idea that they know this is dropping, and they're waiting to jump on it and talk about it, and they always jump on the thing so quickly, so it's like they're, they're watching, everything waiting for the moment to have a response it's almost you know like a comedian on twitter you know like gotta watch this award show that i don't care about just to get off some jokes (laughs) so they can go viral and i can get more followers that is what the conservatives do as well right you know
3: meanwhile this is a man who wears like neon pink cowboy outfits what is he going to do but seduce the devil in what looks like a warehouse party on chromatica (laughs) <laughs> of course, this this feels just very natural to me. In fact, I am somewhat charmed by there being any controversy at all about this. It feels very 80s tipper gore to me.
4: Um, mm-hmm.
3: When, in fact... Um, usually the homoerotic controversial music video is generated by either a musician who's in the closet, you know like a, a George Michael at the time say, mm-hmm. or someone like Madonna who in the like justify my love video had men making out and then she's in the background like snickering at them, which mm-hmm. yeah that's the the irreverence I like. Not only is it a queer music video, but it feels like, Lil Nas X is very amused with himself as he's doing it, too. Like, it's not self-serious. It's not Mm -hmm. uh, super self-serious. And that is just so thrilling. That's so medicinal to me. Like, here's, like, a truth about me. And I'm handling it with really cartoonish, insane, fun, but still somewhat emotional um heft Mm -hmm.
0: frankly we are due for some satanic panic first of all because it's been so long since Sinead did anything Madonna did anything Marilyn Manson did anything we are due we are due for this and the, the black queer kids deserve it and I'm so happy
2: what's actually so exciting about this is that to address your satanic thing first Aida it's taken me even a long journey to enjoy something like this because I, was, I wasn't even a religious person who mm. was like, oh, my God, imagery of Satan is, like, turning me off, right? But I just remember as a kid being, like, these Marilyn Manson videos, I was like, mm, that's too much for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, like, even hearing it. And it was like, I think I could only get into, like, beautiful people being like, <laughs> oh, okay, I, this is a Bob," you know? You're like, this isn't a major key. I can, I can listen to yes. this. Yes. <laughs> but seeing this, I'm like, okay, Satan, let's do it.
0: I totally think it's fair to remain divided on how you feel about this video because I can celebrate how exciting this is for Little Nas, the queer community, and for him accepting his own sexuality. But also, I didn't like any of the Satan stuff or seeing this, like, poorly CGI'd Satan's neck getting snapped and him dancing. I just, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to not know where you stand.
2: I think, you know, I would have liked something other than Calvin Klein underwear. Mm. Oh, that's your big gripe?
0: I just, I think some of the...
2: Um, styling was a little off, that's it. But to address what what Lewis was saying before, you know, about it not being so self-serious, I think what was so fun about it is that it is very playful, um, and then outside of the video, he can do things like post a letter to his 14-year-old self on Instagram, you know, saying, um... I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised never to come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. So there is this awareness there. And even this sort of internal struggle, right, of being, you know, whatever he considers to be that type of gay person. Mm -hmm. You You know, does that just mean a gay person who's, happy (laughs) and doing whatever they want and like realize and now realizing that you can do that you know and it's so nice to have queer themes in a video too that aren't from a straight man Mm -hmm. you know sort of like playing the field to gay bait
3: that letter articulates how For a lot of queer people, you think the I don't have to talk about being gay or I don't have to talk about my sexuality is the liberating thing. And then Mm. something changes in your brain, usually, and it becomes, why the fuck wouldn't I talk about this? That's the freeing thing. So it's like, he really articulates that strange introspective thing you have to do to get to the other side of being out as. One, no big deal, and two, especially my business. So I'll talk about it with mm-hmm. whatever candor I need to. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, we still experience that as right as adult queer people, you know, people our age who you, you'll always get that one person who just sort of like, yeah, I'm gay, but like I don't need to talk about it, you know, or like how many times can you get onto like a gay dating app and see people being like. Still writing in 2021, the phrase "um, not into the scene."
4: I'm where like, where is, is
2: the scene? Uh, girl, what is what, what what is the scene? What is the scene? Are are we doing summer and smoke? <laughs> uh, are we doing "Cat on a Hot Tin Roof"? What what is really the scene here? Because I had I had a date with a man recently who was a few years older than me, and he was not really talking in the respects of "I'm not into the scene." But he did sort of say, you know, like, um, I'm not a person, you know, who, like, goes to gay bars, you know, and, like, I'm not really into, like, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, first of all, that might be a th- thing that I would be okay with hearing years ago. But once you, like, learn anything more about gay rights movement, gay liberation, you know, mm-hmm. um, how it is a space for, you know, um, non-cis white people – to exist in, it gives you this whole different perception of people who are like, I'm not into like right. the scene or yeah. going to that stuff, right? Because it's also like you don't have to go to it because you're gay, but you can also still walk around and go to sports bars and be like a bro or whatever if you'd like to be. You know, mm-hmm. it's the other people in the community who have to go there because they're not safe in other places
0: exactly like it's a political move in the way that i hear that you can pass in other places and you don't give a fuck about your community nor do you care or need that community the way people like us do yeah you're Mm -hmm. setting
2: yourself apart it's um sounds like a gay imitation of life there you go yes (laughs) precisely and and you're sobbing as your um gay elder is dying at a funeral and you're like (laughs) I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will go to the Abbey with you.
0: (laughs) So I imagine imagine you're still dating that man.
2: Yeah. Uh, No, absolutely not. (laughs) But um, a lot of that, too, I've been thinking about just because um, I got myself and Royce this book, um, Gay Bar, Why We Went Out, by Jeremy Atherton Lynn. And it's sort of like talking about the history of um, gay bars. And I think it's a very good book. So... People should dig into that. Nice plug. Yeah. Book recommendations.
3: I cannot fucking wait until gay bars come back. Um, I'm somebody (laughs) who has like basically stopped drinking over the pandemic. And I'm just, I'm not saying nobody should drink or everybody should drink, but I may just give it up and start drinking again because I miss gay bars that much. So. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I miss the unadulterated version of myself. You know, there's more. This is like, (laughs) this is me stopping (laughs) a lot. So.
3: (laughs) No, we're all on airplane r- mode right yeah. now, and I'd mm-hmm. like to reignite the other ninety percent of us, which happens, you know, <laughs> at places called trunks, et <laughs> Plus, I just love blasphemy in pop music, anyway, because as I said before,
2: Judas is my favorite Gaga song. Yes, oh, shake place. it up. And he is a barb, and you know there are shades of Nicky's um. Roman holiday uh, performance at the Grammys um, that got the Vatican pissed off at her. God, do
3: I miss the Vatican sending you a strongly worded missive about what you have done. You know, the Madonna Blonde Ambition tour. They did that mm-hmm. to us last week. <laughs> hey, faggot! stop having sex. <laughs> We've thought about it and it's a no, all of gay people.
2: <laughs> I'm imagining some like assistant at the Vatican constantly reminding the Pope uh, you said that you were going to say something about, you know, um, <laughs> the gays. And he's like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Somewhere was, between Argentina it... and all of Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: then it's an Ira accent. It's, a Ira, <laughs> it's the Ira Kaufman.
0: The Ira Kaufman. Just whatever I can string together.
2: All right. When we're back, keep it. And we're back with our favorite segment of the episode. It is keep it. Aida.
3: (laughs) Aida is already cackling, which doesn't bode well.
0: (laughs) I just remembered something heinous that I'm going to. You guys remember my Kumail Nanjiani fiasco Uh last year. Right. OK, well, there was a slight there was a much smaller one that I haven't told anyone about because I hold a lot of guilt about it since it is a white man. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Um, I my keep it goes to white boy summer. I'm not condemning it. I just want to know what the fuck is going on. Okay. So I don't know if you guys saw the video. I'm sure you did. Chet Hanks is on her Clio. He's on her. Raven Simone (laughs) has has declared that that he has a feeling that this summer is about to be a white boy summer. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, this feels unhinged. (laughs) This feels I don't know. Chet Hanks, what do you mean by white boy summer? He says him, John B, Jack Harlow, you know, pretty much the blackest white men that he can think of. These are the men that are going to thrive. I'm not mad about him having their moment. I feel like it's been about a year since white men have not been allowed to be in the news cycle at all for anything and they're freaking out and it's time for them to re their 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 moment of fame, their their spotlight. Go ahead, do that. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> the only rules and regulations that have been put down are no plaid shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. So, so I'm just eager to see what happens. Um, here's the thing about Chet Hanks. If Chet Hanks didn't have money, I feel like he would be wearing... Um, Ed Hardy cologne in a tap out shirt working at like a nutrition store. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I'm not sure what he really is going to bring to the general culture, but I can't wait to see it. I really can't and wait to see it. And I would
2: still want to fuck him. Oh. And that's. Can we thing? all just admit that Chet Hanks is hot?
0: He's fine. He's fine as hell. He is fine,
2: okay? And you know what? White Boy Summer, I am pro-white boy summer because you know what the unspoken word here is? It's not white boy. It's Wigga summer.
0: Wigga, thank you. And that's the thing is that I was cackling at the beginning of this Keep It because I remembered that I tweeted that I was breaking my no pink dick policy for Jack Harlow. And... um, (laughs) (laughs) This fucking podcast. (laughs) He did in fact see it. And I just can't wait for the white boys to have their little pink nipples out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun summer. I
3: can't believe I have to navigate between we're excited for the White Boy Summer, and also we really want to fuck Chet Hanks. I'm gonna go Lewis. with stop. Lewis. Everybody, stop.
0: Louis is, and, but you know <laughs> what, Lewis, Lewis,
3: stop. Like, so, look at that man.
0: You're thriving. Look, You're look, look, thrive okay. this summer, Louis.
3: I would easily take Colin Hanks. Uh,
0: look at uh, the screen.
3: <laughs> is that your man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also, the thing about White Boy Summer is like, I'm terrified. What are y'all gonna do? It sounds like an Ari Aster yeah. film, but by the end of it, all the white boys are like. I don't know. Naked in a Bentley twerking on each other. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> I support it. I mean,
2: there is a lot of room for white boy summer to be, you know, abused by certain white men. I mean, I'm horrified of when like Ben Shapiro discovers what white boy summer is. Uh, we need to um, not get God. him on that email God. chain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Caitlin Bennett's husband is excited about white boy summer. Uh.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that the white boys that are allowed to celebrate this have to be vetted first by black women. That's the only rule mm-hmm. that I think needs yes. to exist. Send me your send me your headshot. Send me any any other photos that you would also like to include, mm. and I will tell you if you're allowed to participate.
2: Because white boy summer also means it is a black queen summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which is all year round, but I'm sure you've seen like the cameo chat made for like a uh. black queen. My Uh, my favorite thing. Run
4: it up. Run it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My actual favorite thing about his videos is that I guess he lives on the west side of LA, and the videos are constantly just him walking around the Santa Monica Pier or like Venice Beach, making these videos. (laughs) He's just in the wild. I'm going to find that black
0: man.
3: (laughs) He's either on the Ferris wheel or getting his name printed on a grain of rice, which you can get at the Santa Monica (laughs) Pier.
0: And then shortly after getting a smoothie and a tribal tattoo. Mm.
2: (laughs) I really think it's an invitation to step up the caliber of white men that you interact with, you know? It's a white boy somewhere, but not for every white boy. Okay. All right.
0: If you see me. If you see me with a white king, mind your business. Just keep on walking. That's all yes. I have to say.
3: Well, I already have a white king,
2: Lewis.
0: That Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm
3: Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf shirt? Surely I am royalty in this
2: community. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Gotta, enough. We gotta of get that. we gotta get Chet out of here to explain it.
0: We should. We should have a correspondent, white boy correspondent, Summer. Okay, yes. Sorry. I'm
2: sure. I'm sure he needs a check. I'm sure Rita is tired of you know doling out <laughs> an allowance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough of this because I I have never been this excited during a keep it. I think our audience members are gonna be like she is electric for the first time in a long time. But Lewis.
2: We're going to get
3: dragged. F-
2: <laughs> but Lewis,
0: Lewis, what is your keep it?
3: My keep it? Uh, uh, it's twofold. First of all, uh, a serious keep it. Uh, Arkansas just passed a bill to ban gender-affirming care for trans youth. Arkansas, what have you done for us lately? Because the last time I was proud of you was when you gave us Mary Steen Virgin. Uh, I would settle for even your other native son, Wes Bentley, at this point. But at mm. this point, the... number of indignities and indignities putting it so lightly that the trans community continues to face is just absolutely disgusting. It is horrifying to read news like this. So I can't even wrap my mind around how cruel legislation like this is,
2: especially from a fucking state that is just another state's name with R in front of it. Like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's the pirate version of Kansas. (laughs) R.
3: Kansas. Nice read. Get it together.
0: And had the nerve to give us, it's their fault that we have Bill Clinton, and I have... There's that. There's Morris.
3: that. Mm. Um, but my real keep it is mysteriously to Ariana Grande, who is now a coach on The Voice. Here's the thing. I think she's probably going to be good at this job, even though most of the time she'll be giving advice like, mm, can you murmur it like a baby a little more? Or whatever her fucking <laughs> advice for singers is. I, I can't say I'm a fan of her as a vocalist. I, I like can't say. that. Um, Do you want to
2: join like Team me. Ariana? Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I had to press the button. <laughs> right.
3: So she's like, "Can you sound more like a Hollywood Boulevard Marilyn Monroe impersonation?" Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um but also, can we just stop legitimizing the voice? Guys, I know this is like a very elementary gripe about the show. Give me one star. <laughs> just give me one star. I can't mm-hmm. say Winners of the Voice without sounding like I'm making fun of the show. Like, you yeah. know, Cassidy Pope, that's not a joke I made up. It's real.
2: The Voice is just a show where um, actual famous musicians just hang out, I guess, listen to some regular people sing, and then debut their own new songs and go about their day. Mm. Right. And get free Starbucks. Like, that's part of the poll. I don't understand. Nick Jonas was on The Voice, and I guess it was just so he could go through his um, Spaceman release rollout, and now Mm. he's done. Yeah. And Ariana's here. I will actually say, keep it to some of the responses I was already seeing. People being like, girl, you're like famous and have like number one singles and stuff right now. Like, you should not be slipping into this part of your career being on The Voice. Mm. But, you know, I think that like all that shit's out the window. You know, I think that the whole thing of like people being like, I'm too famous to do this sort of thing isn't really a thing that sort of exists. Also, like, she's young and she's having fun. Let her do the fucking voice, you know?
3: Also, she can't tour right now. So, like, yeah. however long that's the, the show is a few too. months, it's easy to do. Yeah,
2: yeah and I'm, I'm yeah. shocked
0: at her actually being willing to give us as much visibility of herself. I've never seen Ariana Grande dead on, first of all, and speaking for longer than, like, 10 seconds. So I just don't know how, how she's going to be able to judge and monologue. Not that she's not capable of it.
2: I, listen, some of us watched Sam and Cat, so. <laughs> well,
0: that's, on yeah. oh, that's on you. That's on you. Emmy Award winning. How could you not?
2: She did what she had to do. Ira, what is your keep it this week? My keep it goes to this TikTok girl, <laughs> Addison Ray. who, first of all, I was kind of on board with Addison Ray because she dropped this song, her debut single, Obsessed, and the song itself is a bop, and I love the lyrics. It's a Leo anthem. Okay. You say you're obsessed with me, and I said me too. <laughs> I'm obsessed with me, E-E-E-E-E too. <laughs> that's a line those are lyrics um th- but then it's the presentation i saw the music video and i don't know who taught this girl how to dance i don't think anyone did <laughs> it's a lot of flailing uh and it's weird that like um charlie xcx has been tweeting about how much she loves addison Rae and like she's a pop star of the moment and you know i can never tell if it's a performance with charlie <laughs> if she actually likes this person, uh, and thinks they're talented, or if she's just along for the ride. Um, and but Charlie's a Leah too, so I get I get the chaos. Right. Mm. Um, but that just reminds me of the fact that like a week ago I watched a Charlie XEX concert that she did on Bands in Town and um when she dances, you could tell when someone who's not like a dancer, right in the in the sense of like they're not Megan Thee Stallion. They're There's no boomcak, you know. No boomcak, but yes. but it's like, but like Charlie isn't even giving you do a leap, but you know, she's a person who like when the music takes her over that's actual dancing you're dancing because the music is you're feeling it and having you fun yeah. your emotions mm-hmm. out you're having fun uh on the flip side addison ray is um somehow less than dua lipa's intermediate dancing uh <laughs> and so this is sort of like you're trying to give me like polished pop star dancing but you don't have that in you. And then it just seems so rigid and mechanical that it doesn't seem like you enjoy dancing at all. You're just doing it because you have to do it, right? So that's the video. And my keep it then is to Addison Rae's appearance on the Jimmy Fallon show this past week where she displays TikTok dances for him. It is so surreal and weird. And usually when the internet drags something, it is, like, a lot of anger for no reason. But this, I thought I was watching Black Mirror. Because <laughs> it's, 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 first of all, the so- the dances are to, like, Savage. And, like, Cardi's up. But Jimmy Fallon wasn't going to pay to play those songs while she dances to them. So, like, there's just some weird orchestration, like, you know, like, royalty-free versions of these songs. So, you can't you don't even know what, like, she's actually dancing to. You're just seeing the... Names of the songs. She's not going full out. It's so weird. He's standing behind her holding signs with the song titles, bobbing his head. And I'm like, he must hate himself <laughs> in this moment. And um,
0: oh, I think he's lost all n- self-love years and years uh, ago. Of course. <laughs> I poor mean, man. You,
2: you, you can't love yourself if your best friend's Justin Timberlake. Um, <laughs> but even worse, it's like she's displaying all these TikTok dances that were created by like black and brown kids on the internet, you know, on TikTok. And it really just felt like you were watching Bring It On. Mm -hmm. You know, you put this cute little white girl out there who is famous on TikTok and just has one single, and already she's getting an immense rollout of, like, a Jimmy Fallon appearance and also a whole segment devoted to her. But she's doing it by using dances that other people have done, and not the fact that they created the dances but the fact that she can't even convincingly pull them off
0: or and she's giving us nothing
2: yeah it's go girl give us nothing <laughs> love your lack of energy there are side by sides of her dancing and other people dancing to them on TikTok the creators the difference is well Tina Turner and Anne Margaret. <laughs>
0: and okay. the, outfit, the outfit that she's wearing to just no stylist. Like something right off an H&M mannequin. Like I'm so sorry yeah. that I'm me, being so mean to this 20-year-old girl, but I need more from you. If you're going to be no, the face of the like, world. No, it's just like payola. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> okay. I have never seen a more obvious person feel like they are an industry plant. Mm-hmm. It's like you're famous on TikTok and you got the one song. It's, it's a cute song but how about you drop a bunch of other cute songs and let people find out who Addison Ray is, right? The going from this one song is out to immediately, I'm on Fallon, I'm doing this. It seems like someone is really pushing hard for this. Someone is working real hard for what they're after. And it's not Addison, though, because she's not working hard.
3: I think it's a bit that would have worked if she could have committed to the seriousness of the dancing. Yeah. But as such, watching it, it just looks half-assed and like she's basking in the half-assedness too. Mm -hmm. So it just didn't Mm -hmm. work on any level. It unfortunately is impossible to watch. Yeah. (laughs) She's casually doing it for her parents. (laughs) Yeah. Right?
2: It's like, oh, yeah, this is the TikTok dance and you're doing it for your parents at home while you're visiting them. You're not even going full out like, you would be on TikTok to get actual people to watch it. Right. It's just so surreal. And, yeah, not on board for it, Miss Ray. I do like the song, though.
3: Also, no, I, I, I do think more songs should be filled with pop lyrics that would all be Housewives taglines. Like that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good songwriting uh, goal. Uh, Charlie Puth, Ryan Tedder,
2: keep this in mind. <laughs> Ryan Tetter, who always comments on Charlie Puth's Instagram and somehow – The comments are more thirstier than the ones I put. I was going to say, you're (laughs) you're at a nine and a half on thirst level there. Right. Right? But Ryan Tedder's will be like, damn, boy, you look ripped. Love to see you when you just get out the steam room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Tedder just lurking outside the equinox waiting. God bless.
2: Anyway, um, that's my actual number one white boy for white boy summer. We better get that album. I'm so excited for it. I'm very excited for it. So that's our episode Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to everybody I had fun (laughs) Naomi and Megan Thank you for being here And white boys The summer is yours But also mine and Aida's Damn it So it's your summer But it's your summer in service of us I'm doing the math, sure Pretend I'm Satan And let's start that lap dance (laughs) Chet Hanks (laughs) We'll see you next week Keep It is a Crooked Media production. The show is produced by Caroline Reston and Brian Semmel is our associate producer. Our executive producer is Ira Madison III. I think I've heard of him. Our editor is Bill Lance and Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Thank you to our digital team, Matt DeGroot, Nar Melkonian, and Milo Kim for production support every week. Stay safe. Be blessed. God
0: loves you. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA.